Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. Grab your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 and 21. Don't forget that we do have a photo booth for you all and your family and There's a cookie bar over there, I think. Some of you didn't even know we had cookies this morning, did you? Cookies and legacy, and you can get a photo with your family and share it on Facebook. 2018, here we come. 2018, here we come. Come on, 2018 ain't ready for you, is it? Come on, are you you ready for it? But it's not ready for you, is it? How many of you expect to go into this next year doing great things for God and seeing God bless you? Come on, how many of you are going into this next year expecting God to do great things? Do we need to do calisthenics right now? Because I can do them. Turn to your neighbor and look at them and tell them, wake up, wake up, come on. You're just here for a little bit. Might as well wake up. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Out of the NLT, the Bible says, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees, Paul writes, and prayed to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, uh, read this with me right here, unlimited resources. Paul said, I pray that from his, from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Now, what, what the Apostle Paul is telling us in this moment is, is that through God's spirit, he has an abundant supply of unlimited resources that originate in the kingdom of God that works into your life and flows there and he said it happens to the spirit then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him so it's a journey the more you trust in him the more you can see these things flowing in your life your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong So now he's saying through the process and you get established with trusting him, there's going to be a love that gets established in your life. Aren't you glad love never fails? Love is the strongest weapon you can ever have. The best offense. The best defense is a good offense, right? Well, it says this. And you may have the power to understand the ability to comprehend as all God's people should how wide how long how high how deep his love is may you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully no one knows everything right how many of you know everything in here huh then you need to be standing up here preaching to me. I'm going to sit down while you get up here because I don't know everything. 
neither do we but when we get there we're going to see him as he is and he's going to see us as we are and we're going to have the knowledge and there's going to come a day but as of right now god shows us in part but it's a journey and we learn more about him i've learned more about him throughout the years through consistency then you will be made complete with his fullness of life and power that comes from god now all the glory to god who is able through his mighty power that comes from God, oh, excuse me, through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish in, in, infinitely more than we may ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. That means that it doesn't stop with you, it keeps on going. That means that it doesn't stop with you. The blessings of God, the knowledge of God, the understanding of who He is, the love that you have obtained through a relationship, and the unlimited resources, the blessings of God, they will continue from generation to generation to generation. God has so much more for us. I'm going to tie this all together and make sense of this for us for 2018. And the subject title for the, the subtitle for today's message is that simply called unlimited unlimited i want to live a life that's unlimited of god's blessings in my life god is real god is able and god is love and he loves you today can you just lift your hands one more time and just tell him how much you appreciate him can you do that on your own come on somebody you pray for the service now please please pray for me that god would anoint me your prayers mean everything to us. We want to hear straight from the Spirit of God. Come on, if you have a need, tell God, use me right now to speak the answer. Use me right now to deliver it through your word. Let your anointing come. Let your healing come. Let your miracles take place. Father, we agree with you right now. Thank you, Father, for moving and touching. In your precious name, and somebody that's got a little fire in them, say amen. Oh, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. Amen. Turn around to somebody, look at them in the face again, and tell them God wants you to live an unlimited life. And you can be seated. God bless you. I'm going to do my best to tie in everything I feel God has been speaking to us as a church. Um, I was in prayer last Wednesday. And the Lord began to talk to me and told me to tell the church on Wednesday that in 2018 is a year of abundance, but it's only for those who are willing to work. 2018 will be a year of abundance, but only to those who are willing to work. The concept is very easy. When you pray for a harvest... There's a lot more than just a grain, a crop, showing up at your front door. We use the harvest simply as uh, an analogy or an example or metaphor for, what, for whatever God wants to harvest in our life or bring us and bless us with. Uh, many times in the scripture you'll find uh, the harvest is representing, representative of souls in the kingdom of God. Lots of times, whatever we sow, we're going we're gonna to reap a harvest. If we sow bountifully, we reap bountifully, and that's a harvest. 
And you can sow love, you can sow faith, you can sow seed, you can sow finance. But whatever that might be, abundance is available. In 2018, God will bring the favor. He will bring opportunity. He will bring everything necessary, but you will miss it if you do not and are not ready and not willing to work and be inconvenienced. Because we pray for a harvest, but you see, we're responsible for sowing the seed. God gives seed to the sower as well. But when you don't just, uh, it's wonderful when someone shows up at your front door with the harvest or a blessing. How many of you have ever been blessed like that before? Somebody shows up at your front door with food or groceries or someone walks up to you and gives you one of those Pentecostal handshakes. Morning, the 830 service didn't know what a Pentecostal handshake was. You know what a Pentecostal handshake is? Yeah, that's when somebody has a $100 bill, $20 bill in their hand. And they walk up to you and say, God bless you, brother. And you look in your hand like, oh, praise God, I love those handshakes. <laughs> Care how you shake my hand. You shake it all day long. Some of those handshakes have gotten me through and put some diapers on my baby's bottom. Some of those handshakes have actually provided milk and eggs and groceries, and God's blessed me. But, but God wants you to be the one who reaches out to bless someone. So we pray for harvest. But our responsibility is to sow seed. Uh, before that, we have to till the ground. We have, to, we have to really break it up and get prepared for it. And then we have to sow it. And then we have to pray for rain. And then we have to tender, you know, take care, give us some TLC. We have to be tender with it. And we have to be mindful of it and steward that. Then, the, then, then when it comes, then you have the responsibility of taking the harvest. And then you have to find a place for it and process it. Right? How many, of you deer, how many deer hunters do we have out there? It's fun shooting a deer, isn't it? Not very fun cleaning it. Then you got to process it. Then you got to let it, let it soak for a while, get that gamey taste out of it. And then you've got to find somebody who can process the whole thing for you and get it just right. And there's a process. See, th that's blessings. And I've had somebody not too long ago show up at my front door and tell me, hey, pastor, I got some deer meat for you got some deer sausage for you got some hamburger meat for you i'm like praise god i love deer meat love it when somebody shows up at my door with deer meat but you know that's being blessed but if i want to be the one blessing somebody else i have to go hunting i have to go through the cleaning process i have to go through the processing pay for that fee and do all of that and most people don't want to do that they'd rather have it show up at their front door and live in a limited life but an abundant life is people that are blessed by God. An unlimited life are, falls on people who are willing to go through the process and distribute to other people that are willing to take on the responsibility and say, God, I want you to bless me and I'm going to uh, work together with you. And I'm not going to let a blessing fall in my life or opportunity be there and not do something about it. So I've said all that to say it again. In 2018, be prepared to work. Be prepared to go through it. How many of you want to see your life live abundantly? How many, how many people want to see the abundance of God in your life? It doesn't just happen. You have to walk in favor. You have to walk in favor. And so there's another key in the scripture that I just read you. Now I'm going to get into the sermon. 
The sermon today is called Unlimited. The sermon today is called Unlimited for a reason. The Apostle Paul said he has unlimited resources for us, but it works through us, and it goes beyond even what you can ask or think according to the working of God's Spirit in our life. But he said, at the same time where God is working, you have to recognize the love that gets rooted in your life. There's character involved. A lot of people are in this, for, they, they, they get excited about the miracles of God and the gifts of God, but they're not too excited about the, about the responsibility of maintaining a relationship with God and, and, and bowing their character to, to the holiness of God, to the, to the obeisance, to, to, to the royalty of God, if you will, the, the royalty of His majesty and who He is. As the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And there's a sense of responsibility that comes with that. But in being responsible with that relationship, you stay in a safe place and protected by the love of God. You see, and he goes on further and he, saw, he talks about this and he goes, then you'll know how wide, how long, how high and how deep it is. When, when you're in the love of God and the love of God is inside of you, God will go with you as far as you want to go. God will go through any valley no matter how wide it is. God will go down and get you out of a rut no matter how deep it is. You find out how far and how powerful and how big God's love is by the testings that come in your life, by the trying moments, by the moments when you feel like you're all alone, but you're not alone. When you feel like you got a long ways to go, but you know what? It's okay because Jesus is with me. You, 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 have to, you have to allow the love of God in your life to be tested. When you don't feel like being loving, you don't feel like loving other people, or you don't feel like being nice to other people, this is when you know how much of the love of God you have. It's easy to love people that love you. Easy to love people that love you. It's not easy to love people who don't like you, don't love you, talk about you. And you smile to them even though you know they've been talking about you. You ever had that happen to you? It happens to me all the time. I can tell when somebody's been talking about me, good or bad sometimes. And I don't know if it's a curse or a blessing in my life. Discernment, you know, you pray for it, then God gives it to you. You're like, oh my God, I didn't want to know that, Lord. I'd rather be dumb and ignorant. And live in this innocent state of not knowing everything or things, right? But God gives you discernment. But God allows you to know who needs love. Or who needs Christ in their life. That's where God wants you to shine. God wants you to shine in those moments when it's dark. And in these moments when you have no faith. God wants you to know that if you can stay in Him and abide in Him, that without Him, you can do nothing. Without His presence, we can do nothing. I like what verse 16 said when he read about this, and he said, I pray that, the, that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Unlimited means not limited or restricted by terms or, or numbers. 
not, not numbered. There's no number you can place on that for a limitation. There's no limitation in quantity. No limitation in quantity or extent how far God can move in your life or how far God will go. God has so much resources available to you and I. Look how big God is. He fills the whole universe. He's formed the earth with his words. He, has, he causes us to live in harmony every single day in this universe. The sun doesn't scorch us. The waters are sustained. The oxygen is still good. Thank God. But all of that is because one day God said, let there be, and there was. And there was. But that's just a small token of what God can do. And, and, the, and Paul begins to tell us, through that glorious power, unlimited resources, it is available to you. It is yours. Unlimited. 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 And then he goes through and says, not all, now, now all glory, verse 20, now all glory to God who, who is able through his mighty power at work within us. Who can to accomplish more than we can ask or think inside of us. So that tells me one thing. Out of all the benefits and all the wondrous promises and things that God has given us, the only thing that can hinder that is me. If, if He said... He will bless us and He will provide for us according to the power that's in us. And it also tells me that love is going to keep it flowing in our lives. Love will keep it flowing. Love will cause you to forgive that person and say, you know what? It's all right. You didn't ask me. I forgive you anyways because God is working in my life. And I don't want to clog that up. Does that make sense? I do not want it to stop flowing in my life. So I choose love. I choose to walk in his character. I choose to walk in his passions. I choose to, to, to adopt a, a lifestyle or habits that would be conducive or that would be, that would be a, an agreement with the Spirit of God, with the Word of God. I have to stay on track because as long as I walk in this place, as long as I walk in this place, I don't care. Call me weak. I need him. I'm at church not because I'm strong. I'm at church because I need him. I, you know, I don't care what people say I mean, about me coming to church. If they say, well, you're weak, you got to go to church, I would say in reply to that, yes, I am. But when I am weak, then I am strong. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I'm not afraid to say this. I'm not afraid to say I come to church because I need him. I want him. I come to church because I need to get together with other believers who will worship God like I worship God, who will agree with me like, like the Bible says. And I need this camaraderie. I need this fellowship. I don't know how you feel about church, but I thank God for the church. I thank God for you all being here today. 
I do, I do. You know what? Turn to somebody and tell them, I'm glad you came to church today. I'm glad you came to church today. We need each other. We need each other. And so we need God. The scripture says we are laborers together with Him. We work together with Him. So we need each other. So, so point number one, when I've realized this, if I'm going to see abundance in my life, I have to stop worrying about who gets the credit. All glory to God, Paul said. All glory to God. I don't care. I, listen, listen, I didn't do it. God did. I mean, you know, I understand that. We always say, well, praise the Lord. He did it. At some point, we do have to say thank you. You know, you've heard me say this before. We know we had something to do with it. But the truth is, our part is so small. Favor has a major part. I'm telling you, favor works fast. Favor isn't fair. I mean, just this summer we were offered the property, and guess what? We have all the money already. Favor is fast. But, I, but, but, but listen to this. Listen to this. I can't stand in front of you and say I had something to do with it. I don't care who gets the credit. But I know one thing. I'm going to make sure God gets all the credit. Glory be to God. Oh, glory. You did it, God. And you're going to continue to do it. And I'm going to keep walking in the place in my life where I don't care. We can get more accomplished together. Uh, you know, like God, here's the deal. If you want to live in abundance in your life, this is the key. Allow God to use others in your life that have different talents different skills than you do, different temperaments, personalities. Allow others that God has sent to you in your life to labor with you. You can accomplish more together than you can by yourself. But finding the right people is key. Finding the right people takes time. Finding the right people really evolves around one secret, and that is, if you've made Jesus your partner, if you connect it to him, he'll connect you to everyone else you need to be connected to. Networking is what we call it. But you can't do anything without him. Favor will come into your life through a relationship with Christ Jesus. And this, this right here, folks, you can put a pen, you can put a calculator to it all you want. It defies logic. It's a spiritual experience by faith. It defies logic. It's just the way it is. It's the law of the Spirit in the kingdom of God. It's an operation of faith. You have to test it and prove it. You have to step out by faith. You can analyze it all you want, but the fact is God is spirit. God is love, and he, he can't be pleased without faith. It takes believing in him. It takes going to him. It takes relying on him. Depending on Him, acknowledging simple truths, some facts in your life, like, you know what, Lord, I know I can't do this. I know I'm not capable of doing that. You ever had a dream God given you or God's given you a vision or a promise and it was way beyond your capability? 
That's one indication that it's from God. God will give you something bigger than yourself so you can depend on Him. But until we come to terms with, I can't do anything. I can't do it all. I can't. I mean, you know what? I need help. So I get help from Him first. Then I ask Him to send me more help and He sends me help at the appropriate time. And that's how it works. And God divinely connects people. But this is what brings, I'm, I'm going to talk about this in just a moment. But great leaders have used this concept and they would have to adopt this. If you're going to do great things, I'm talking to people, this, keep in mind, this Sunday morning, I'm not talking to average people or, me, or mediocre people. I am talking to people that I believe wants to see God do great things in their life. Okay, maybe five of you. Six of you. Seven, eight, nine. Okay, there we go. There we go. Great leaders. Ronald Reagan, Harry Truman, Mark Twain, and countless others. And I quote from one of them that have said things like this. And I quote, it's amazing what you can get done when you don't care who gets the credit. It's amazing what you can get done when you don't care who gets the credit. This principle applies to every family. This principle applies to every family as well. It applies to your life. But God wants one thing to happen. The relationship between Him and you to be established. And through His working through that love, through the working of his power, working inside of you, unlimited resources will be established like Cornelius needed Peter and God connected them, but it came from what was working on the inside. He'll connect you to the right people, opportunities to our business people that are here. Networks come. Networks happen through networking with God. You ever pray this before for your children? God, send them the right friends. Part of the process of them finding the right friends also has to do with you training them how to be a friend with Jesus. And when you train them how to be friends with Jesus, they'll have enough discernment in their life. Because trust me, when children receive the Spirit of God, they don't receive a child spirit, a child Holy Ghost. I don't care what size you are. I don't care what, how tall you are. God doesn't give you an infant Holy Ghost. Children get the same Holy Ghost you get that has the same wisdom, the same power, the same authority, the same insight. I don't know why I'm talking about that. But if you're going to pray, God, send my children the right connections and the right friends, then you have to take a part in that and train them up in the way they should go. I am not ashamed to say that all of my children, even my smallest one, my nine-year-old, is he nine or ten? Chico. Nine. It happens. All of them are involved in the, in the church. They're all working. Somehow, that little boy comes to every 
music practice. I'm sure the musicians hate it, but anyhow. <laughs> but he's learned how to play the drums already. That little boy cleans the church when we all have to clean the church, and he learned how to clean the church already. He looks at everything going on, but he learned that from him. And, 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 and sometimes people may look at us and say, man, those poor kids, they don't get to do anything. Hold on a second. Them being involved, that church is going to keep them saved when they grow older. And when they get older, they're going to learn how to serve in the body of Christ. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I bring them to prayer meetings all the time when I'm able to come. And, and if we're not able to, the, all of the kids come. Somebody from the Rivera family is here on a prayer meeting, I promise you that, most of the time. What I'm saying to you is, don't ever let anybody give you a guilt trip just because you're serving in the church and have to bring your kids. Bring those kids together with you. Bring them with you. Let them see mama and daddy work. Let them see mama and daddy serve. Let them see mama and daddy get involved because that's where God's involved. What I'm saying is, is that you have to get involved in where God's involved in. You have to. Uh, well, let me, let me just share this with you. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10 says... Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Because they have a good reward for their labor. That's why two are better than one. Husbands and wives, I, I got to tell you, if you've got the Holy Ghost in your life, the Spirit of God in your life, you are a power couple. Did you hear what I just said? If you both have the power of God in your life, you are a power couple already. And if you can't find anybody to agree with, I'm going to tell you, your family members are the ones that can agree with you. If you don't have family members around you, look around you right now. You have your church family members that are, agreement with, that are in agreement with you right now. Turn to somebody and look at them and tell them, I'm, agree I'm in agreement with you. I believe in you. I believe God wants to do something great in your life. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him up. We can get more done together. Two heads are better than one. And the key is this. To understand one thing. Point number two, and here's the last point. Together has no limits. Together has no limits. In 2018, the key for the abundance and the abundant living in your life is living life together in unity and harmony you know what i've found brings unity are you ready write this down i've said this before but this is so key because people always wonder well, how do you create unity how do you create unity here's how you create unity number one you have to have a purpose and number two, everyone with you has to share the same purpose. When you share the same purpose, you just created unity. The same purpose, the same reason, 
the why of why you're doing what you do. Not the what. You don't create unity by doing the what or doing the task without knowing why you're doing it. Why are you doing it? You create unity and you create progress. You create power, momentum. When everybody comes together for one purpose and for one reason. Jesus told the disciples, he told them all, he said, Hey, go to Jerusalem, all of you. Wait there for me. Wait there for me because I'm going to give you a promise. I'm going to bestow the promise of the Father. I'm going to give you the promise you've been reading about. The Spirit of God in your life. Stay there because I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you the ability to do things that you've never done before in your life. You have an assignment in your life. There's an assignment, but you can't do the assignment without power. So they had one purpose. All of them. They were there waiting for the Spirit of God, the promise of the Father to descend upon each of them. And that's what brought it that day on the day of Pentecost. The one purpose was to seek after God. The church, the New Testament church, could not be stopped. The New Testament church, if the New Testament church could be stopped, you and I wouldn't even be here today. We wouldn't be here today if, if the government of Rome had accomplished, if, 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 if religion had had its way. But the Bible says the church came together in prayer. The church came together and fellowshiped. The church came together with one purpose, with one heart and one mind. They sold all that they had and brought it together and everyone did their part, but they had one purpose and that was the kingdom of God. And, and, and so they couldn't be stopped. They fed them to the lions. The church... The church was fed to the lions, but the lions couldn't eat it. <laughs> Fought a lot of wars, but never defeated. Cast into the fire, but couldn't be burned. They boiled them in oil, but they couldn't cook them. What I'm saying is the church is still here. And that purpose was Christ Jesus. And what I'm saying is, and your children will always still be here, and your, your loved ones will always still be here, and it will carry on for generation to generation if you find a purpose that's higher than the one you've got concerning this world. It has to be about the kingdom of God. We're in this for Jesus' sake. We're in this for His glory. There's something way beyond us. You have to feel the purpose. You have to feel your citizenship, if you will. Feel your citizenship in the kingdom of God. You're not a stranger and a foreigner anymore. You're, you're, you're a saint with Him in Christ Jesus. We fellowship with Him. We love Him. We adore Him. But because He first loved us. Somebody say amen. amen. Say together. Yeah. Say together. Yeah. Has no limits. Yeah. Listen to this. Psalms 133, 1 through 3. 
Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, on the head, running down the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon, it, it, it descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Where? Where there was brothers, brethren, people together in unity with one purpose. God looks at that and says, I'm going to command the blessing. You want your family to be blessed in 2018? Get them together. Start taking charge of your home. Start leading your children Start leading your children. I mean, I'm telling you right now, you can ask any one of my kids. And I'm not, and I have to use us as an example. I can use some of you as well. But, but the truth is, you know, you got to know. We practice what we preach. You don't want to live in my house. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'll get you up at 12 o'clock at night. If I sense there's a problem, I'm going to tell everybody there's a problem. I feel something's wrong. And I'll get everybody up, and I'll, and I'll say, come on, let's get together. I mean, we did it last night. Everybody was, oh. Come on. We got to pray. We got to stand. And we didn't pray long, but just long enough to honor God. You see, God binds us with cords of love that cannot be broken and we set an offense and we sustain the love of God in our life and God begins to work through that somebody told me one time I don't know who it was it may be somebody in this audience here in our in our church I hope well don't don't look around don't say amen and don't say that was me somebody told me one time when my when my uh, children when they would fight I would make them lick each other's back I thought I would. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, thought, man, I thought that was the funniest thing I ever heard in my life. And I thought about it after a while. And I thought, man, you know what? That works. I bet you that'll work. <laughs> lick each other. Somebody else told me the other day that when their kids were misbehaving, they'd lick their face or something. I thought, man, what in the world? I thought about that. I thought, man, that would make me treat my brother and sister right. Lick their back. I seen where they lay. Mm-mm. I used to make my kids. I, uh, I used to make my kids hug and pray for each other when they were mad. I'd make sure that their hands were in the back of their hair and not pulling it at the same time. They didn't like it, but after a while, after a while, I'd look at them. I pray with them. I say, you're going to pray for your brother, pray for your sister. Y'all are going to be fighting like this. You better ask for forgiveness and ask God to forgive you. And they didn't want to. It was hard. But then something broke. God blesses and commands something. And I'd see them <laughs> start weeping and crying and start praying and start really praying for each other. And like, praise God, we're having revival, man. Now, listen, I, I know this is unorthodox. I know this is probably extreme to some of you, but I'm just simply telling you, whatever the cost, 
maintain your relationship with your family, with Christ. Forgive people that do you wrong or talk about you or whatever else it may be because it's not worth it because there's good things happening in your life and God wants to do more. And listen, and God's going to bring the right people in your life to network and to do what you need to do for God. God will get you connected to the right people uh, in your family. You can do more together in your family when, when God is in it and God will bless that and God will honor that. But the key for an unlimited life of blessings and resources is found within and you have to stay connected to the right people to maintain that in your life. That's the whole message for today. Because 2018 has some great things for you. 2018 has some great promises for you. And, remind, and let me remind you, when God commanded the blessing, a uh, commandment isn't a suggestion. It's the authoritative word of God being released with all resources behind it to fulfill his promise. A commandment is not a suggestion from God. It's His authoritative word being sent out with all the resources available behind it to fulfill His destiny in your life and the blessings and the promises. When God speaks, when God stands over your life, not one devil, not one person, not one problem can stop God from working in your life. Keep a right spirit. Keep a right attitude. Here's the bottom line with all of this. When you limit God, you limit yourself. When you limit God, you limit yourself. So remove the limits from your life. Remove the limits. Get rid of every restriction. Get rid of everything. You have bitterness in your heart. Look, 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 look. If you had bitterness in 2017, if you had unforgiveness in 2017, if you were offended in 2017, if you were jealous in 2017, let me, let me encourage you. Let me, let me help you. Get rid of it before you get into 2018 because you don't want to start that new season, the new year, how you ended this one. You want to end it better so you can start it better. Don't bring any of that garbage over to 2018. Don't do that. Leave all that stuff behind. Be determined. Be determined that you're going to see God do more. You're going to see God do more. You're going to see God bless. You're going to come together as a family. You're going to start letting God bless you. You're going to start letting God work on you. You're going to start having the right friends, the right people, the right attitudes around you, the right individuals in your life that can help you get further in the kingdom of God, that are going to pick you up when you fall down, that aren't going to make fun of you when you fall down, kick you when you're down, but somebody's that's going to say, hey, get up you can do it you can move on you can overcome this jesus overcame so you can overcome too you can do all things through christ who strengthens you come on somebody stand to your feet our mission here at covenant life center is to help our world live give and love like jesus 
If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.